What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another week of Living with Will. I'm incredibly honored and privileged to be able to have this conversation with Josh Frazier of Origin Protocol. The work that they're doing in the NFT space is nothing short of pushing the entire culture forward. From their Blau release to Lupe Fiasco as of late, they're working with incredible artists and creating an environment that allows for mass adoption of the blockchain, which is something I'm incredibly excited about. I mean, we couldn't ask for a better time in the space, being in the middle of the digital art renaissance to have people like Origin Protocol who are allowing more and more people to learn about the innovation that is blockchain, decentralization, Ethereum, NFTs. If you're hearing these words and you're like, this means nothing to me. I don't know what this is. I don't know where this is going. These are great reference points. Uh, and Origin Protocol is a company that you should be paying attention to. I'm so grateful to be able to speak to one of the co-founders today. He's incredibly wise. He's brilliant. And he has so much to offer the world insofar as his company and his mind. And I'm so grateful to be able to have this conversation with him. So thank you so much to Josh. I appreciate everybody in the audience who's listening. And if you're liking the podcast, please like, comment, and subscribe. It helps me to continue growing, to continue doing this, and honestly, to meet people like Josh. So thank you all so much for supporting the cause, supporting the podcast. And I'm so grateful to be able to have Josh here with us. So thank you to him. And let's get right into it. Welcome back to another week of Living as Well. This motherfucker, the slickest one. Yeah. I was 16 when I started trapping. Wasn't even rapping. Slicker jeans got more in the fashion. My grandmother couldn't even imagine. What's that smell coming out the bathroom? She coming out the back room. Bagging up weed in the bathroom. Filling up weed with the vacuum. Haircuts with the half moon. Well, yeah, man. So thank you so much for being here. It's a real honor. Yeah, thank you. It's an honor to be here. Awesome. Well, listen, I like to start all these conversations off the same way um, from creatives to innovators. I think, you know, we all start off as kids. So I think starting starting there is always a great uh, entry point. What was kind of the path from Josh as a kid to now he's running the premier NFT distribution <laughs> company? <laughs> so, so also, I actually grew up in Scotland. Uh, my dad's Scottish, my mom's American. So I grew up in, in Scotland. Uh, and my dad bought me an Apple IIe computer, like these huge floppy disks like this. And um, I, there wasn't, weren't many games you could play on it, but you, there was like Pong games and there was like Oregon Trail. Um, but most importantly, my dad gave me this basic programming book. Uh, and basic was a programming language for the Apple IIe computer, which was at the time like a uh, first color computer. And it was like chromatic, like not even like full color. But it was a big breakthrough. But I had this programming book, and I would just copy. I would just like type in these programs line by line, uh, just copying it out of the book, and then actually seeing these very simple programs uh, come to life. Uh, and that was really what you know captured my imagination with the power of computers. And I'm very lucky to you know be able to start coding at age ten, and then you know keep that up first as a hobby, and then you know, make it into a, a career. You know, as they say, if you if you do something you love, then you'll never work a day in your life. And that has certainly been true for me. That's amazing. And so, you know, you're you're a kid, you have this hobby, it it's ends up becoming your profession. Where did Origin Protocol find its way in it? Where did you know where did you find your way into the space? So I got actually got into Bitcoin really early. 
I discovered it in 2010, which was was um, very, very early. Uh, I think I found it on like Hacker News or maybe even like dig.com. Uh, read the white paper, uh, downloaded uh, some mining software, ran it on my own computer. You could actually, you know, back then you could actually like mine a block and just like a regular laptop right. uh, in a few hours. Um, and so that's how I got my, my first Bitcoin was just from that. Uh, and then I, and I was like, this is making my computer really slow and hot. So like I turned it off and went back to, went back to work. Um, <laughs> little, little did I know how much I would, I would come to do get that decision. It's amazing. Uh, anyway, it has, go, yeah. So that was, that was Bitcoin. Um, then I, uh, my, my co-founder, Matt, who had built a bunch of uh, other businesses with, um, kept telling me about Ethereum. Hey, you have to check out Ethereum. Uh, this is this game-changing technology, uh, and I kept, you know, it took. He had to bug me like multiple times before I finally like relented and sat down and, and read the, the white paper. Uh, and when I did, I immediately like was like, I don't know what we're going to do with this, but uh, this changes it. This is, I, I I knew like immediately that we needed to start building something in the Ethereum space. It just unlocked a whole new class of problems in computer science we've never been able to solve before. Uh, and so we started writing all of our ideas on the whiteboard. We actually started building stuff just to learn um, what this, you know, what the technology was like, what the boundaries were and what's possible and what's not. Uh, and then we just wrote a bunch of ideas on the whiteboard of different things that we could build. And Origin was the craziest, most audacious idea out of all of them. Uh, so that's the one we picked. Uh, and uh, that, that was where we got started. I love that. And it's it, it's such a testament to how this business is, or not this business, but this industry, which is like, it's just innovation. Every decision, every company, it's just, how can we address this issue? Or how can we move this forward? Um, and what was it, you know, what was the moment where you like, wow, we really have something here? Do you, do you recall that at all? I, I think, um, I mean, we always believed in the, the general direction of where we're going we didn't know like what exactly like in, in, two, in a lot of ways we still don't know exactly what the final version of it is right we started out with a premise which was um you know we could build new types of trustless applications and particularly around marketplaces and how people buy and sell um this unlocks a, a new type of uh, marketplace uh so we started out with this you know try and create this two-sided marketplace for anything right you can, you can build Uber on the blockchain or Airbnb on the blockchain. Very, very audacious grand vision. Uh, and it's really, really hard. It's really hard to build one of those businesses, let alone like thousands of them all mm -hmm. at the same time. Uh, and we realized that we needed to, to focus uh, if we were going to actually get any users. And so we started focusing in on um, DShop, which is our Shopify competitor. Um, it was like, let's just focus on one side of the marketplace at a time. So just, just focus on the sellers. Uh, and so we had some early success with like cryptocurrency companies selling t-shirts uh, on, you know, on our store, but it wasn't very inspiring. And so um, we, we said, look, how can, you know, how do we actually get people to use this? And so let's, let's go back to our roots. Like we're a crypto company, let's do stuff that only crypto can do. Uh, and that's how we landed on NFTs. NFTs are, are uh, undeniably crypto, um, are native to crypto. 
Uh, and so we started building a, um, around that and we did our, our first thing with Brave, um, the Brave browser, we did a partnership with them where they could start selling NFTs in, in their store. Uh, and then we did uh, a big drop with, with Blau, which uh, made headlines as well. Definitely did. I, it shocked the whole world. And I, I'm grateful to be able to speak to you about it. I'm also very happy for you as a fan of your work that you are getting the acclaim that you, that you deserve. What do you think, if you, could, if you could put it into words, what do you think the goal of Origin Pro? Uh, the goal of Origin is actually to enable personal, like maximize personal freedom. Um, it's really about giving people access, um, cutting down boundaries and walls and middlemen, uh, and just maximizing personal liberty, right, and freedom for people. Whether it's how we how we shop online for artists to be able to connect more directly with their fans, uh, for people to be able to you know spend their money how they want to. Uh, freely without any anyone there in between telling them no um, that's something that I'm like deeply passionate about and want to work on for the rest of my life no matter what that that form looks like uh, as far as what the actual applications actual applications might change over time but but that mission is still very central to what we're trying to do and, and what I care about personally it's so fucking badass. I love how calmly you're like, yeah, just, you know, increase personal freedoms for everyone in the world. Like, no big deal. Just a casual Tuesday conversation. That's incredible. Um, if you if you can tell I'm excited, it's because I am. I um this this industry is fascinating and it's exciting to me. And part of what I'm trying to use this platform to do is to share what's happening with people who might not know. And I felt like, you know, having the co-founder of Origin Protocol to speak on it is pretty much as close as I can get to perfect. I'm curious. No, no doubt. No doubt. Credits due, you know, um, you earned this praise. So I appreciate you. I'm curious to know, you know, if, if we were sitting down right now with someone, it's day one blockchain for them. They, they've just now, this is the first time they've ever been introduced to the space. What would you recommend they start their, their education, their journey into learning about it? So I, I always start with Bitcoin because that's where, where I started. And I think it's a very, it, it's sort of a, the best place to start understanding. Uh, and even that, even understanding Bitcoin will take a long time because there's multiple layers to an onion. Uh, but I would always recommend like people um, first start with the Bitcoin white paper. It's, I mean, it's only eight pages long. And it's just like, it's very easy to understand. It's not that technical. Um, and like, that's, that's a great place to start. And then from there, I'd say just like actually start playing with it, right? Like buy some Bitcoin, send it to someone, see how it, how it works and realize how different it is from uh, what it's like to send money with like a traditional bank, right? Um, I, you know, someone told me I had to send a wire and I, call, I go to call my bank, but it's like, uh, you know, it's too, I'm, of course I'm doing it at like 2 a.m. and the bank's closed and then it's the weekend and they won't do it. And then finally get rid of them and they're like, it's $30 and then a wire fee. And it's just like all of this, all of these hurdles. But then when you deal with crypto, Bitcoin, Ethereum, any cryptocurrency, you just, you don't have to ask anyone's permission. You don't have to call anyone. You don't have to pay, like you pay gas fees, but you're not paying like, you know, wire transfer fees to some central bank. Uh, and so once you start like seeing how much better and how superior it is just as a, a way of transferring value. Uh, once you start experiencing that for yourself, it really it's, it's, it's hard to imagine going back, uh, going back into you know a centralized finance world. 
And then once you start playing with Ethereum and you see that not only is it money, but all sorts of computing programs on top of that and actually how you can programmatically move money around the amount of things that unlocks in DeFi and now what unlocks in NFTs. Um, it's just, uh, once you start, you know, going down that rabbit hole, it's, it's really, really hard to, to stop. Uh, no question. It's very exciting stuff, yeah. Yeah, it's, you're 100% you're correct. It is incredibly, uh, it's fascinating and, it, and it's fun. I mean, it's, you know, it's exciting. I can, I'm sure you can relate to that being that, you know, you have a company that is focused in the space. It's, it's a lot of fun. I'm curious to know, what are some companies or uh, maybe some blockchain technology other than Origin that you're really excited about? Uh, so I'm really into DeFi uh, type stuff in general. Uh, so other than uh, what we're doing on NFTs, we also have a, a product uh, in the DeFi space, um, our own stablecoin called Origin Dollar. Uh, and it's built on top of uh, a lot of other components uh, and other protocols in the DeFi space. Uh, so, um, you know, things like Compound and Aave, which are decentralized lending platforms. Uh, for the first time in history, you can take a, you know, multi-million dollar loan uh, in 15 seconds without having to talk to anyone. Uh, you can just, you can just take out a loan uh, over collateralize, but still you have that, that freedom to, you know, lock up your Ethereum or your Bitcoin and then take out a, a loan and then go um, do whatever you want with that. Uh, so, so that's really cool. I think that unlocks a whole bunch of new opportunities compare that to going down to Bank of America and try and get out a mortgage for your house. The amount of paperwork you have to do, the amount of work that's involved in that um, is night and day better uh, to be able to do it in, in DeFi. Uh, similarly, on the trading platforms, like Uniswap is amazing, all of the, the different forks of that. Um, you know, the ability to change between one cryptocurrency and another without having a middleman, having a centralized exchange, Certainly, we've you know we've learned a hardware way not to trust decentralized exchanges. They've been hacked over and over again. A lot of lot of has been lost over years from uh, centralized exchanges going down. Uh, not to say there aren't challenges in, in DeFi as well. There's been hacks and security vulnerabilities there uh, as well. But once you once you get to that state where you're battle tested and there's billions of dollars of value locked and enough time has passed you can actually start feeling pretty confident on the security of those protocols. Um, and so these are exciting as a, as a user, right? You can come in, you can um, trade cryptocurrencies, you can, you can borrow, um, but you can also, there's a lot of options there as a power user as well. Uh, if you want to actually start providing liquidity or actually lending capital uh, and earning yield. Uh, so tons of like exciting stuff and um, uh, going on DeFi in, in particular. Definitely. No question about that. I'm curious to that point. Is that why uh, the origin coin is only listed on certain exchanges? Is that because you're sticking to decentralized exchanges only? Or um, is there a reason that it's specifically on those? So different exchanges have different um, qualifications and timelines for how they, um, you know, how and which coins they list. Uh, so OGN is listed on Binance and Hobie and Upbit and um, a lot of the major exchanges already. Uh, we're also on decentralized exchanges like Uniswap and SushiSwap. Um, we, you know, we'd like to be everywhere. Um, we're still, you know, the U.S. exchanges tend to be a little bit more conservative and slower uh, to move. So that's one of the areas where we're a little bit behind. Um, you can buy on crypto.com, blockchain.com, Amber uh, supports it as well, but the options uh, are a little bit limited. Uh, for those in the U.S. 
uh, but there's more more exchanges coming. We, yeah, we need we really that, want man. to be listed. We need that. Yeah, we need <laughs> I know, I know. We want you there. Well, I'm looking forward to the day and keep me posted on um, on any news. Is there any any projects or anything in the near future that people can be on the lookout for from Origin? Yeah, there's always always a ton of stuff coming. Um, after our record breaking NFT drop, uh, as you can imagine, we got inbound from the entire music industry, uh, as well as a lot of other categories as well. So mo- mostly, I'd say 80 percent of the inbounds for from music industry, record labels. Uh, but also people in fine art, people in close sports, um, you know, antique collectors. I mean, all sorts of niche communities are, are really, um, it's really capturing imagination of what NFTs can do and how we can actually digitize content and, and sell it in this new way. Uh, and so we're really excited about the upcoming drops we have planned. Um, we're going to be announcing those in the coming weeks and months, uh, but a lot of really big names, uh, people like, people you'll know uh, that everyone who's listening knows. Uh, and so we're, we're pretty excited for those and uh, um, how we can, you know, cement Origin as a platform where the top creators, you know, sell with NFTs. I love it. I also love the background music that we got right now. We have our own little theme <laughs> music on. <laughs> it's all good. Go get a show when they listen, mall, man. It's great. Mall, mall music. Sorry. Sorry for that. <laughs> No, yeah, just so people know, he, he uh, Josh took the time to go to a mall so that we could speak, had some construction going on. So he's uh, he's doing us a great service by being in the mall <laughs> right now. So thank you for that. And this is actually 3 a.m. for me. We had a, you know, can you speak on, so you're in Taiwan right now? I'm in Taiwan right now, yeah. What is the, is there, is that where the company is based or is there a reason that you're there? Are you on vacation? Just, just hiding out from COVID. So I was looking at the news that uh, there's no COVID, basically no COVID in Taiwan. Like it's an island and they have a strict quarantine system. Uh, so once you, you know, once I end, you do two weeks of hardcore quarantine. And then, you know, I'm in a mall, right? With, um, you know, everything's open and uh, business as usual. So um, there's four members of our team here, um, but Origin as a whole is a completely distributed team. Uh, we have people in the world. Um, a lot of our roots are in San Francisco. That's where you know I've spent the last decade. Um, my co-founders from there, a lot of our team members are in, are in San Francisco still. Uh, but we have people literally all over the world. Uh, and it's a you know, core part of our DNA as a, as a company. Love that, man. For, for people who might listen to this and be like, wow, I really want to work with them or I, I want to get in touch with them in some capacity, what's the best way for people to reach out and, and get in touch? So originprotocol.com is our website. Um, my email is just josh at originprotocol. And then I'm just josh at Josh Fraser on pretty much every um, service, whether it's Instagram or Twitter or whatever. Uh, and feel free to reach out. Love that, man. I love how open you are. You're like, this is my email. I don't think there's too many companies out there where the founder is like, just reach out. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, of course, of course. I'm curious. So- uh, Origin is really, Origin is all about community. So it's all about, it's all about the people around uh, the, the protocol that make it a success. Uh, so it's just as much about the community and the people who are supporting us as it is about the technology that we're building. And um, we firmly believe that. And um, all of the stuff that we do at Origin is in public. So um, most companies use Slack right, we're for internal communication tool. Uh, we use Discord, 
uh, but we just have it open to the public. So originprotocol.com slash discord, and you can join and you can hang out there with me and my coworkers. And we've got the founder of PayPal, one person here from YouTube, hang out there just doing work as normal uh, in public. And so you can um, watch us work and actually jump in and join the conversation. That is so cool. It's, I think, not even I think, I know this is going to revolutionize how business is done because it's going to set the precedent for transparency, which I, I think is like the beauty of the blockchain itself. It's like, it's going to make business truthful and honest because there's going to be someone who's doing it on blockchain. So it's going to make competition do it. I'm curious to know, um, this is a, a question that I ask often on the interview, but you know, we're all given words of wisdom throughout our life and we're informed by that wisdom that we're given by our elders or our peers. What are some words of wisdom that have influenced you, whether it be business or just in life? Um, so some of, uh, one of my favorite quotes is from Naval Ravikant. Um, super smart guy. If you're not following Naval on Twitter, I highly recommend you do. Uh, but one, one thing he says that's really stuck with me is all of the grace returns in life, whether in love or in business uh, or in investing, it's all from compound interest. Uh, and that is something I think about often. Um, it's about how you actually um, play long-term games with long-term people, how you actually um, compound your, your capital, how you actually invest in relationships and people that you can actually do business with for the long-term. Uh, I think that's really, really important and really key to success is just taking that long-term mindset, not always, not getting hung up on like short-term wins, but actually focusing on long-term goal and building for the long-term. Amazing advice. I hope everyone's taking notes because when I go back to edit this, I will be writing all of this down. This next question is a bit of the same caliber. Uh, I like to ask these questions in tandem because I think they, they offer a great insight into people's minds. So that was kind of words of wisdom from someone else, but what would be some words of wisdom that you yourself would give? So one of the constraints that all of us have is we all have 24 hours a day, seven days in a week. And so you're, we're constantly constrained by that one X sort of multiplier on our output on what we can do. Uh, and so that what you're always looking for is how do you get leverage to that's the only way to break the of that one X constraint. Cause for people like, like me and people like you with big dreams and want to accomplish big things with our lives, we have to find a way to, to break free. Uh, and so there's different ways to do it. One is with your capital. If you're investing, um, you know, whether it's in stocks or cryptocurrencies or owning you know, properties, I mean, different ways to do it. But investing or owning things is one way to get leverage. Uh, another is to start a company, to hire people. Um, you know, for me, I, I'm, not, I, I'm not a particularly good manager. I don't enjoy managing people, but I do it because it's the only way that I get leverage to go after the big crazy things that I have. Uh, and so whatever you do in life, figure out how to get leverage, how to, um, you know, like you have, that's a, the only way you can accomplish really big things. That is amazing. Speaking to that leverage, you know, um, Origin Protocol's big moment, or I, I don't want to say their big moment or your big moment, but the moment that we all know of right now in the mainstream was the Blau, the Blau release. I'm curious to know, first of all, how that came, a be, came to be, how that connection was forged, but also why the emphasis on music at first? Why not another artist, uh, visual or otherwise? So we were, you know, we'd been building D-Shop. We wanted to focus more on NFTs. 
um, man, myself and good friends with Justin for several years now, um, just as a friend. Uh, and he's also been getting really into the NFT space, had already done a few drops, had some early success with that. Uh, and so he was an obvious partner for us to, to try this with. None of us had any idea how, you know, how big of success it would be. Um, you know, we were optimistic, but, but, you know, our initial goals were like, you know, if we can raise $100,000, like, that'd be great. <laughs> uh, and, and for those who don't know, we then turned around and, and raised, you know, $11.7 million uh, on the platform. Um, so it, it exceeded all of our, all of our expectations by a lot. That's unbelievable. What was that like for the team? Like, what was the room? What was the atmosphere like when the auction ended? Uh, it, it was, I mean, we were all just like, what does this mean now? Right. Like, um, we were all just stunned, uh, and amazed by, by how well it, it all went. Um, you know, we'd seen like, like a lot of other NFT platforms have like really struggled to do these sorts of auctions. Right. It's hard to keep up and not, not to for shade of them. It's, it's really hard to keep a website up with like thousands of people all hitting it at the same time and, and like um, updating all the prices in real time. Like it's, but it's technically it's, it's kind of hard to pull off. Um, and so this was our first time doing it. And so we're, we were all, you know, we were pretty nervous going into it. Um, like, is everything going to work? We've never done this before. Uh, and then once we were done, it was just like a sense of relief. Like it, we couldn't believe how well it, and how smoothly it all gone. I'm sure uh, nothing broke. <laughs> like it was, it was a very smooth experience. And so, um, yeah, it was a sense of relief and then just a, a sense of excitement on the future and what this means for us. Um, it didn't really sink in until a couple of days later when our inboxes are blowing up with you know all of these you know artists that were like can't can't believe that they're you know DMing us or emailing us. Um, you know, wanting to do uh, NFT drops of origin. So um, we're still figuring out exactly what the future looks like, but um, we were in a really fortunate position and, and really excited for um, really giving out oh, this way we can give power back to the artists um, and let give them new ways to connect directly with our fans. Um, you know, the last year has been really tough on, on a lot of people, um, in, including artists. Um, artists, you know, are used to traveling all, all all over, you know, doing shows and that's how we make all of our, our income. Uh, and most of them have been stuck at home uh, like the rest of us. Uh, and so, you know, being able to uh, give them a creative way to um, earn some money, even during COVID is, is um, being well received all around. No question. Now, you, the, what you all are doing and especially just as an innovative and a leader in the NFT space, it's amazing. I'm curious to know, you, you spoke on this a little bit earlier and I, you know, the success you all found is not being found by all platforms or all artists. So I guess I'll ask it as a two-part question. The first one would be, what would you recommend for artists that are trying to do these NFT releases and they don't have these, this infrastructure and this, what would your advice be to them with an NFT launch? So I think the, the first thing you have to, the, uh, one of the things that a lot of people miss um, is like the community building aspect of these drops. It's actually like to, to do a successful sale, you actually need to build relationships and rapport with all of the collectors. Um, and, and we've had some, some conversations with artists who come in kind of cocky. They're like, I've got, you know, a hundred times the audience is Dustin. Like I can, I can raise a hundred times the money. And, 
you know, bending go off and, and um, often like, you know, some, some of the people who have come out with an agit have gone on to do drops and, and not done that well. Um, and we're not, not surprised. It's because they're, they're, they're not thinking about the, the community building aspect and they're, they're not taking that seriously. Uh, and so, you know, the best artists are the ones who are actually taking the time to get to know the collectors, understand what makes them tick, what they're looking for, what they care about, um, spending time on Clubhouse, spending time getting to really engage with the communities and, and uh, using that as an opportunity to learn, first and foremost, and then two, cater their offerings to the, the, the people who are collecting and buying. Uh, and so that would be my advice for any artist who's wanting to get into space. Start off with building those relationships, um, get, getting on the phone with the top collectors, you know, and figuring out how you can give first. Um, what is it? How can you, um, you know, create art and give it away for free to, to some of your, like build your community. Um, that, I think that's the, the, you know, the best way to um, get started in, in this space. I love that. It's such great advice. And I'm also curious, you know, from a business standpoint, I know you can't touch on this too much because this is kind of like the Krabby Patty secret sauce of Origin Protocol that you all pulled this off. But why do you think that it was that your platform was able to sustain this kind of action uh, and stay up? Like, how how is it possible? Well, it's mostly just our like engineering team is really badass. Like we're uh, a Silicon Valley engineering team. Uh, you know, my co-founder was one of the early product managers at YouTube as part of acquisition to, to Google. Uh, we have the, one of the founders of PayPal, first engineer from YouTube, and a lot of engineering managers from Google and Dropbox. Um, and so we just got like a, a really badass engineering team. Uh, but we also like put a lot of work in to, to make sure it would be uh, a smooth experience. We did uh, no less than eight mock auctions leading up to uh, the real auction just to make sure that um, we experienced it from all different sides and different experiences, like with um, different scenarios and different stages in the auction. So, um, you know, we put, it, we put in the effort to, to really make sure it was a smooth experience. I love that. That was a bit of a, I wanted you to hype it up a little bit. That was a bit of a softball for you. <laughs> I think people should know, you know, like at the end of the day, look, I, this is about promoting artists and innovators. And I think what you all are doing should be recognized. You should be given your laurels. So part of the reason I wanted you to come on is so people can know, like pay attention to this company. They're about to do really cool things. Um, if you could kind of put it into a, maybe a sentence or just, if you could explain what you all are trying to do and you kind of touched on this earlier, but if you could put it in one sentence, what would be like the slogan of known pro or origin protocol? Um, so we're really making crypto mainstream, like bringing crypto to mainstream. Uh, and so it's like NFTs is like this gateway drug for uh, people to experience uh, crypto. Uh, and it's also like, and we're doing a, a DeFi as well. It's, it's, it's all sort of designed to be um, uh, very easy to, for mainstream users to use. We're, you know, our, our background is building apps for, um, you know, like for everyday users, not like hardcore crypto users, right? So everything we do tends to be like very polished, very easy to use, um, really focused on how can we actually build something that's gonna be used by hundreds of millions of people. Uh, and that's really our, our driving uh, motivation is how do we keep things simple and um, bring this really cool technology to the masses. I love that so much. I say that to 
you know, like uh, tech friends and color friends all the time when they're having these like really complex conversations. I'm like, look, y'all, everything you're saying is so sick, but until I can understand it, <laughs> you got to make sure that the wills of the world. <laughs> and that's one thing I love about what you all are doing. You know, I went, I went to just check out the auction, you know, I wasn't going to be able to afford a bid, but I went to see what was happening and see the action. And like, yeah, anyone, it was accessible to anyone. I mean, the, the, the buying point was high, but that's because the art was worth the price. So uh, it's, yeah. it's really inspiring. And I love what you are doing. And uh, I can't wait to see what you do next. And I, I want to allow you to get on with your, I know you're a busy man, so I don't hold you too much longer. Got a couple more, you know, just uh, last, last remarks, last questions. The first of which is a, a favorite of mine. Everyone's answers are so vast and different. So take your time if you need, but if Josh were to be a superhero, what would your superhero <laughs> name be? And what would your superpower be? That's a very good question. <laughs> name and power. Um, so I think superpower would be uh, having good judgment. So we talked about like getting leverage, higher, like higher leverage. And so what happens when you're making higher and higher leverage decisions, right? You can go from making a thousand dollar decision to a $10,000 decision, a hundred thousand dollars decision, million dollar decision, to $10 million decision. You're making bigger and bigger decisions. The importance of your judgment goes up, increases. So, and a lot of times you mess up, right? You, you make a mistake especially when you're tired or you're working too hard. So superpower would be like having just like really, really good judgment and knowing exactly what to do in any situation. Uh, I don't know a good name for that. Uh, I don't know. Rocky. Rocky sounds pretty good. Sick. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I know the artist Rocky, if he ever hears this, is going to love that. He's going to love it. I thought you going to go with like origin or something. <laughs> Sick power though. I never, I mean, that's a living will first. The power of judgment, good judgment. That's great. You know, the center of the tree of life is judgment. So that's, uh, you're tapping into something totally. like that. Totally. I just actually, I unintentionally transitioned myself to something. I, I mean, feel free to speak on this if you want, but do you consider yourself a spiritual person? Uh, a, a little bit. It's a, it's a much longer conversation than we have time for. <laughs> <laughs> like, amazing answer. You could, yo, you go in places. That is like politics could be in your future, man, because that's the most politically amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Leave that to next time. <laughs> Off air. I love it. That was amazing. Um, and I'm so grateful for it. This one's for the clubhouse community. You know, there's trends that are starting there. Um, what, what's your favorite condiment? Uh, ketchup. Amazing. <laughs> I don't know if you call wind of the ranch uh, bonanza that's happening on Clubhouse, but there is a I missed that one. The ranch heads are everywhere. And I, I don't even really particularly love ranch, but um, I'm not trying to get crucified for that. So I'm pro ranch, but yeah, I'm more of a mustard guy myself. I'm, you're the first person who said ketchup, if you can believe that. <laughs> it's the first top of mind answer. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm surprised no one else had it. You'd think more people would, but. Listen, I, I have a million other questions, but I'll leave them for another day. I want to let you get on with it. I got one last one for you. Um, I'm going to set the setting for you on this one. So this is 30 years out. 
we're, we're sitting on a private island, exotic places, exotic drinks. We're looking at exotic fish. Um, and our, <laughs> our interview is being broadcast on an LCD screen. It's been minted. We've made billions on it. Uh, we're celebrating. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was sold on the Origin Protocol. We're celebrating the sale. Um, what would your final thoughts be to the audience? Looking back 30 years, you're like, wow, I really said that. What would your final thoughts be? I would just be like, uh, I can I can trace it all back to this interview with Will and the success that we've had together since then when finally, finally got my name on, on, on out there in the world and uh, finally got my big break. Oh, you <laughs> flatter me. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, listen, Josh, this has been an absolute pleasure. Uh, I'm so excited Pleasure's for what the team is doing. Pleasure's Thank you. Appreciate you, man. Big dope, rolling big smoke, she's in funnel blend. Pack sand, moving big weeds like I'm shoveling. King pen, I be cold on them like a penguin. Seen them, jokers must mess around with Harley Quinn. Pardon them, I came a long way from selling two for ten. Moving in, taking turf away like the government. DC, back to Baltimore, restrictive covenant. Sucker shit from my uncle, got me out in Cumberland. To see my father, cross my heart, I promise. Man, I need these dollars. See me conquer, she gon' give me knowledge on my Willy Wonka. Cousin Thomas, R.I.P. my nigga, fuck them boys who shot him. Yeah, yeah, man, fuck them boys who shot him, man. Yeah, my cousin Thomas, man, he was from Wilmington, Delaware, man. First nigga I met outside the city just showed me it's real niggas everywhere. I'm right back where I left off. Look like a young nigga took off. Buying from niggas who cook soft just to put some money on your books, dog. Couple losses, but I shook them off. Now a young nigga shining dog with the shades on like Ray Charles out Tenny Town on Albemarle. Uptown with the white gang, Southside, my gang. My family won't love me if I change. Smoking so much, got a migraine. Nigga be rolling that Luke Kane. Flame, throwing my loose change. Fame, getting that good brain. Insane, giving her different strokes. Bang. I, I tried to leave her alone, believe me, bro. But she gon' meet me home. She be, she be going crazy, keep calling me on the phone. Numbers unknown I used to call up my baby Till she started acting shady Now she get this dial tone Damn you foul homes Yeah I know When it made me cold Warren draped in gold Playing in this game of thrones It's known You can't make a way If you can't pay your way Put your dreams aside Niggas live on layaway Niggas said, man, these niggas putting them dreams aside, man. Motherfuckers out here living on layaway. I guess, I guess you could say I'm, I'm different, but I ain't, I ain't changed.